what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Ken from the Card Progression Podcast. Today we have Kyle from the band Late Nine on the podcast, and we dive deep into it when it comes to talking about how Kyle got to live out a childhood dream of his performing a song live with Motionless in White, talking about how his TikTok viral moment around the roof sound end up allowing the band to gain a lot of notoriety and how they're continuing to build on that, along with a brand new song featuring Tom Kylie from the band Patient 67. You guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. Today, we are bringing you a band that blends metalcore, post-hardcore. So if you're fans of bands like Dayseeker, Bless the Fall, and Sleep with Sirens, boom, this is a band that's going to be perfect for you, mixing the heaviness and that post-hardcore feeling in the same kind of manner. They have a brand new song called Breathe For Me with our good friend, Mr. Tom Kylie from Page 67, featured on it out as of the record as of the release of this episode for you to go check out and plenty more music and also one hell of a story about performing alongside motionless and white so please welcome kyle from the band late night of the podcast so kyle welcome to core progression podcast what's up man i'm happy to be here let's happy go. to i'm absolutely happy to have you here man when i was reading through that whole entire press release when i saw the whole entire thing of you got to perform slaughterhouse with motionless and white on stage on their most recent run with in this moment uh, from ashes to new and fit for a king i was like holy shit that's fucking awesome yeah, it was it was pretty crazy um i was i was rec- i was doing like uh lots of covers on tiktok for a while just trying to like you know build a you know following on there try to get some sort of niche down and i was uh once they released scoring the end of the world i started like recording a lot doing a lot of covers off that album and you know got their attention and stuff and after a little bit you know chris finally commented and was like you're next up for some guest vocals bro and i was stoked because they've been my favorite band you know since i've been like 15 years old like, i got a tattoo of those guys in a shed from someone who didn't really know how to tattoo that well <laughs> um but it, it's the memory that counts and I, I was able to show him that he thought that was looking dope and shit so oh it's very, always the- very fun experience I'll say it's always the memory of stuff like that that counts where, you know, you're getting a tattoo. It's like, I want my favorite band tattooed on me. Yeah, you know what? When we're young, we're stupid. We're going to do anything to get that done. So if it means doing it in the back of the shed, it's going to be that way from someone who might just be learning <laughs> how to tattoo. You take the risks and, you know, even if it doesn't look as good or you're like, oh, man, you know, that's not the best thing. Well, it's the memory that counts. But right. so you're on TikTok, you're posting all these covers and then Chris is the one that reaches out to you because I know I've heard stories like this before where Chris has done stuff like this. And I know they had the open verse contest with Masterpiece right when it came out back in April of 2022. So just kind of seeing, you know, you taking that energy, taking that time, taking that motivation to say, hey, this is my favorite band. I want to see if not only, you know, I can continue to grow myself as an artist, but also maybe get some more eyes and ears on the band as well with the stuff I'm doing because, hey, TikTok's a major platform for music right now. And then Chris comments on it and then gets you to do guest vocals for the most recent run on Slaughterhouse. Okay, now, now beyond that, you know, now that he mentioned, you know, you're doing guest vocals next. So you got to tell me the story of the day of this whole entire thing going down. Like what all happened? Because if it's your, this is your favorite band since you were a kid, my God, this had to be like a dream come true. It was, it was insane. So like the funny thing is, you know, like, like he's, he's wicked cool, man. But like when I got there, like I was so like, I had to like dissociate a little bit because I was like, dude, first off, this guy's my idol, you know, but I, I need to try to treat this as like professional as possible. But like I was with my girl, my kid, 
and um, my uh, sister and my mom. And we called up. We got the backstage uh, access, and his tour manager came and grabbed us. And so I was just waiting outside the dressing room and stuff. And he's like, I'll be right back. Like, I'll go get him and stuff. So my back was kind of turned and I was talking to my family and stuff. And they were like, they like pointed out that he was coming out. And like, I looked, I turned around when I saw him, I was just like, bro, I've never met Chris. And like, you know, he's just been such a, he's been such a big figure in my life uh, musically. So it was weird seeing him finally. And just, he like, didn't look real almost. Cause it was just like, it's such a long time coming since it happened. But, we ended up having like a really dope conversation um, and it was just, re- it was a really nice, uh, just a whole good experience, you know, the whole entire night. My family was wicked stoked to be there. He loved, he loved meeting the family and everything too. And it was great. He was, he was exactly, you know, how I expected just a genuine, humble, chill guy. But and then once he's on stage, he's a fucking maniac. <laughs> Love it. I just love that. I love that vibe that he's got, man. It was it was super cool and he was very welcoming. It made me feel very comfortable. That sounds like a lot of the different stories I've heard about Chris Motionless when it comes to him on stage. It's it's him on stage when he's singing versus him any other time. Even when he's on stage, you're in between breaks of the song, just communicating with the crowd, seeing how he's communicated with others, how he's connected with other people that I know and have had on the podcast as well. It's just this genuine, you know, happy to be there, happy to be a part of this, happy to help out and happy to, to sh- like show the appreciation to the fans for how much emotional white has impacted them. So the fact that you got to not only experience that yourself, but have your whole entire family there, have your kid there as well, really take part in the whole entire thing. It just mm-hmm. adds so much more to this, you know, special feeling of a couple of things that if I have to think about it, possibly number one, you know, now your family gets to have this even deeper connection with you, with the music that you love. Secondly, it gives them even more like faith and gives them even more energy and gives them even more passion behind what you're doing because yeah, when you're starting out, you never know how big this is going to get, but them seeing you go on stage with your favorite band from when you were a kid and just ripping vocals, going absolute (laughs) bonkers up on stage, having an absolute blast. It's like, yeah, this is what happiness looks like. And we're seeing Kyle do it right here, right now. It's probably one of the proudest moments your parents ever had in their entire lives was watching you do that. Yeah, dude, it was super, it was insane. Like I said, I had to like kind of dissociate myself when I was on this, like when I was sitting side stage, I was like, bro, I gotta don't feel now feel afterwards type situation. Cause I went up there. I just kind of just lost it just in the moment. But afterwards I was like, did that just fucking happen? Like, like I was looking out in that crowd, man. And I, I can't even tell you the amount of people that are out there, but it was fucking insane. It was just, well, it was, it was insane. There was at least 10,000 people or something, dude. Like when I was looking out there, I was like, that's a lot of heads. <laughs> And I had the boys in late nine out there too. You know, they were, they were out in the, in the crowd. They were there at the show. It was, it was great. I had all the support that I could ask for. And it was just, it was received really well. I had a blast up there and I was happy with my performance overall too. You know, I was, after seeing the video back that I had got that I had posted, I was really, really happy that I was able to get up there and just, you know, feel natural and just pull it off. It was sick. 
I was just about to say, there's better be a video of this out there somewhere so I can look this up, I can reference it, and I can attach it to this episode and show even more people what that actually looked like. It's like, yeah, he did it, so let's see how he do. Well, the video's right here. And a lot of times when it comes to anybody that's in that artistic creative space, especially when it comes to looking at something that you've created or something that you've done, when you look back at it, how many times have we looked back at things that we've done and been like, you know what? I don't like, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Even if people are telling you it's good, it's great. And you're like, nah, 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 I'm just not feeling it. But then, right. you know, something that's this big, especially in your mindset, that was something that's so impactful that, you know, 15 year old, you only would have been dreaming of doing something like this. You look at the video, you see what happened. And you're like, you know what? I'm proud of this. Like, this is awesome. And this sounds just the way that I wanted it to sound. The performance I put out was the performance I wanted to show to 10,000 plus people who are going absolutely crazy because not only is emotionless and white, but it's Slaughterhouse you got to cover. Like, you got to do Brian's part for Slaughter. Like, jeez. And that's not an easy thing to do, especially with how harsh his vocals are in terms of that, like, that higher pitch to really you know, especially coming in and doing a feature on it and covering it, just matching that kind of manic energy because you know those mo the fans that are in the pit at that point in time or anyone's in the crowd, you're feeding off that energy at that point. And right. well, for us in the pit, you're going smashy, smashy fun. Right, for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. man, definitely. Um, I the video is on my. It's on. It's on any any everything. You know, I got it on TikTok, I got it on Instagram, I got it on my personal YouTube, all that stuff. It's like a 4K thing, too. It's, like, really good. Yeah. Oh, you, um, you, you guys didn't cheap out on that one, then. Well, so, actually, my buddy Ian was on tour with Fit for a King, and he had done, he, he's done work for Late Nine and stuff. So, you know, he was there, and he was like, you know, some moments are meant to be captured. And he's like, I just, I'm happy that I can do this for you. And he just, he, he hooked it up. You know, I intend on giving him some cash at some point, but he, he just did it out of the kindness of his heart, man, because, you know, he's just a wicked good guy and, you know, cares about me. And he, he looked out for me, man. It was super cool having that as like a, you know, piece of uh, just, just to hold on to as a memory is amazing. It's wicked cool. He blessed me with that. It's a piece you can hold on to. And thanks to him, it's a piece that you can revisit over and over and over again and actually see it, you know, video style and not just replay in your head memory style. But at the exact same time, it kind of speaks to the fact that as you go through life, you know, even when it comes to late nine, you know, you're going to have the ups and you're going to have the downs. I mean, that's with anything in life. But when you have those down moments, you can always look back at that video and it can be that pick me up once again, if you're struggling with something with vocals, if it's like, you know, you're stuck on a song, if you don't think the band is growing as fast as you want it to, and you're kind of just like in the weeds or you're burnt out or just, I don't know where the heck to go. That can be the thing that you look yeah. at that just brings back that motivation when you need it the most and just kicks mm -hmm. you right back into high gear. Right on. Yeah, for sure, man. That was well said. It's definitely something that can definitely be utilized like that for sure. It's a pick me up. So totally after you... Agree. I'll say after you posted this now, because of course you can use the pick me up. What was the response from the late nine fans and also other people that you knew when, after they got to see the video, like what, what were they thinking of you doing this? Because if you were super proud of this, if the guys in motion, right, were super proud of this, if 10,000 fans were super duper happy going absolutely crazy, I got to assume that when people saw the video, the response was as, as like in kind with what everyone else have, was thinking. I didn't see a single negative comment. It was it was amazing. You know, I had all my friends in the scene supporting it. Um, lots of family supporting it. A bunch of bunch of our like 
you know, fan base on like our Instagram, our TikTok. It's just, it was just nothing but love. It was the coolest shit ever, man. And our like fellow musicians as well, like alongside on TikTok, like people that have actually performed the guest spot with Chris before me as well commented on it and was just like, so proud of you. You deserve this moment, you know, as I did the same for them, you know, when they had done it too. So, you know, it's just the respect thing is really cool. And, you know, we, we, like to respect our peers and a lot of our peers respect us back and we think that's wicked dope but like yeah it was a great response and it felt great really cool to have so much people you know show that love and really be able to realize like there were certain moments in that video where you can see like there was a dream of mine that came true you know very wholesome to watch that's just the magic that comes into all of it as well. And it comes to the whole entire magic of the music scene as well that we're in, especially when it comes to people that when you're really putting out that genuine response to something, when you're genuinely interacting with it and you're genuinely giving people those positive comments that they so deserve, what ends up happening is, especially from the creative standpoint, I mean, I've seen this for myself as well, of course, from a podcast space, not from the artist space, but I've also seen this from the artist space from looking at other people talking to other people where we see those positive comments roll in. And as long as they're genuine comments, it builds up the positivity and builds up the welcomeness throughout the whole entire scene to the point where you you know, people are starting to become more confident in putting stuff out there online, doing covers. And if you're going to get even, you know, maybe the comment isn't, you know, Oh, you didn't do this the best, but you know, I'm seeing more comments where the criticism might be constructive where it's, you know, Hey, you did this. Well, I'm not, this is my opinion on what you didn't do well. However, at the same point in time, you know, again, take it with a grain of salt. It's like, okay, we're starting to see people grow and support each other and try and help them to do better. And also, you know, celebrating when they do do well. So it's something where, you know, you're starting to see a lot more people start to really come into the genre. Once again, when tastemakers have been saying since like from like 2008 to like 2020, that rock and metal were dead. And now so many people are coming back to it. And along with how much great music is coming out there, I think another great reason behind that is because you're seeing a lot of support from the scene start to happen from bands that are up the top, bands that are upcoming, and people that are just starting out at the absolute beginning. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a big thing. It's a, and it's a great thing. And I know you guys also like you, like you said, you were doing a lot of stuff on TikTok as well with this, but I think also that you guys, when you guys uh, had re uh, repeated apology, you guys had that viral moment on TikTok as well. Is that correct? yeah it's still very much viral it's just insane okay okay take me uh, through this like cause... 30 000 posts on tiktok right now and there's like there's a lot on instagram too we, i'm like we ended up like you know like charting on like the trending songs in the u.s on instagram too which was sick and it's just still it's, it's still crazy it's still going <laughs> it's, it's wild I, I was gonna say how did you guys get this to work because i've talked with bands that have had these viral moments on tiktok and really seen the growth of it recently i did an episode with silent theory or uh yeah uh silent theory and they're having a big moment like that or sleep theory silent okay. theory i can't remember which one it is i always get the two mixed up because i've interviewed a band called sleep theory silent theory i think it's sleep theory actually also with like catch your breath with dial tone interviewed them and they had a lot of the same thing as well. So I want to hear your story when it came to this viral moment on TikTok, especially with repeat apology. Uh -huh. Like how did this whole entire thing come into play? Because man, I'm interested. So there was like that, there's the bark in the song, like that, like that really, then everyone started like calling it the Rue, like R O O H. <laughs> and like every time, even when I'm in a live stream, it's just most of my comments are that it's hilarious. But 
aside from that, when we had, it was actually before we released the song, I started teasing the breakdown. Um, and I posted that and I was just like my dog, whenever he hears something, like I just did like a funny caption. Um, and then I did a couple other videos as well, like how metalheads uh, greet each other, blah, 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 um, stuff like that. A couple of buddies of mine started jumping on the trend doing it as well. And thankfully, after the song was released, was when the trend started. Because I was worried that this trend was going to start like when I had posted about it like weeks before the song came out. I was like, dude, this can't happen yet. You know, hopefully this like builds up. Um, and the suspense, like, you know, kind of, it just kind of sits for a bit before something happens. And then the song released. And honestly, the trend didn't start until the song was out for like already like a month. And then it just exploded. Like, and like, and it was so crazy. It was like we were sitting there and just chilling at like 5,000 monthly listeners. And then in the matter of like three days, we were already at like 15,000. Then we went to like 20,000. Now we're almost at like 60,000. It's crazy. And it's just like, it just keeps going. It's just going and going and multiplying constantly. And it slowed down a little bit. And then it'll stop for a little bit. And then next thing you know, like one day there will be like 600 posts, new posts with it. It just keeps picking up at different times. It's, it's pretty cool to see that longevity like hold out, especially into this next release. You know, it's, it's, if that's still going with this new release and we can somehow start a new trend with this new release, because there's definitely a trend worthy moment in the song. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we're trying to push. Uh, hopefully that happens too. <laughs> I mean, I hope it happens too, because again, I mean, I, God, it was sleep theory, but like kind of just thinking about sleep theory and how they did it as well, where it was, they had that moment and then it's okay with the next song. What can we do to capture that moment? What can we do to continue this so that when it comes to people discovering their music, they're continuing to discover it all the time. What you guys did with repeat apology again, now I'm bringing up the dog bark once again. It reminds me of even though know, people aren't like connecting with your music fully, but they hear that piece. It's something that they're going to always remember you by and always connect with you. And especially for metalheads, we hear some crazy kind of moment with either a roof or, you know, the good old knock loose. Oh, oh, just it connects us all the way. And we want to keep listening to that band or even just that song. But as more stuff comes out, as more stuff comes along, we're going to be willing to check it out. So you guys have that with that, you know, continue build up of these different st different videos the ones that you created and how many other people are creating them the continued right. rise of your monthly listener count on spotify to the point where you know the key is is especially with those viral moments it's not about getting them it's about how can you maintain that once you get them and again even if you see you know the increase and it's not increasing as fast or it stops and all of a sudden it increases again the fact of the matter is the worst that you're doing is on that monthly list count it's like you're sitting idle for like a day or two before it starts picking back up again because of that moment right. you were able to create something and have it be an attachable moment for so many other people on the internet, especially on TikTok or Instagram, to use that sound to create it and get more people attached to it with something that just sticks with them. So with the next song with Breathe For Me, yeah, there is a moment on there where you guys can make that happen, but it's all gonna depend upon one, how it gets, how the reception is to it, but two, even the videos that you create to start out the trend, it's like, okay, how are people right. gonna connect with them smart. on those? And then how can they take that idea and morph it into their own like, because what that when you see the first video of it, that's be the the first one you guys put out. That's the one that people are gonna see the at for first. So when they see that at first, they're already picking up the idea, the emotion, the vibe, what they can do with it. 
because mm-hmm. if you're going to put out something like, you know, how metalheads greet each other, it's not, you're not going to see a lot of like, you know, oh, I'm at a tea party roof. Like, no, it's not going to happen like that. <laughs> it could, I don't, I don't know, but it's, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I kind of, it's like a homie, an emo homie walking down the street and you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it's like just the continued idea that you guys have had with that one, with setting that up and now going in a breathe for me, setting that up as well and continue to maximize out on that with the audience you've already been building, not only on TikTok, but also the audience that has been leaving that platform and adding your song to their playlist. Yeah. That's the key. And you guys have been able to do that once. And I want to see you guys strike again with it. I mean, that's yeah, what we've got to be done. Man. It's it's sick because, you know, like that trend started with like those two specific things, like the dog. And then there was the metalheads greeting each other. And then there was girls cat calling. And then there was like, uh, then there was guys cat calling. And then there was, uh, dude, there was literally like furries, like posting shit. There was cat memes. There is so much weird, like weird shit. There was so much cool shit. There was so much, everything about it was wicked cool. Uh, but there was just so many different, like intense, like themes that were just coming in using the sound, somehow relating every single different, um, every single theme to the song. And it actually like worked for like almost everything. And I thought it was cool that people from all different walks of life and animals and certain different th- different things there was goats even and stuff at one point like goat TikTok. it was i was like what the fuck is happening but seeing so many different things just be brought together by one climactic part of a song and then having so many people move off of that and actually listen to the not just that song but listen to the ep and bring the ep over a million streams in like only like a month and like maybe a month and a half and then you know just it's just growing and growing it's just it's cool to see that a real fan base has been created through it it wasn't just like a viral moment that faded away it's like we got some real organic growth off of it and it's great and we have a lot of love from a lot of people now and it's it's sweet it keeps us pushing makes us want to keep writing music um but I like doing the social media thing. Like I'm totally down to try to push for a trend. You know, some people frown upon, you know, if you're really so active on trying to push for the viral moments or this or that, and like whatever, you know, like that's their opinion. But at the end of the day, when you're pretty much an independent artist, it's very difficult to get anywhere unless you pour a bunch of money into stuff. So if you, you know, are a marketer, and that's kind of what I do. I like the market. You know, you just got to be a little clever. And sometimes you can actually beat the market and not have to put a huge budget behind a song. And you can make something happen. You know, and that's what we did. And I was happy about that. And, you know, not everyone's going to always be in this huge, amazing financial situation. You know, sometimes we get a we get a dip our feet into the world of social media to really make something pop and it worked, you know, and I'm proud of the guys and, you know, everyone's proud of each other. And that's what matters the most. It's just that the band's happy about it and the people like, like it. And we're, we're just trying to make music that people can relate to, you know, the message in the song isn't a dog bark. The message in the song is so much more than that. Mental Mm -hmm. health awareness, substance abuse awareness, all sorts of stuff like that. You know, that's kind of what our music on the last EP has revolved around, you know, we're t- kind of trying to create different messages throughout the next few singles, but um, that's what a lot of our music's revolved around. I think a lot of people can cope and relate to that, and that's why they can kind of cling on to our stuff. 
And when it comes to cleaning out of their stuff, it's when they go off of those platforms to check out your guys' music and listen to the whole entire thing. And again, they're going to be waiting for those parts that they know, those viral parts. But at the exact same time, they're going to be able to ingest the song in, in its entirety and ingest mm-hmm. the message behind it. And I like what you said about when it came to, you know, there are a lot of people out there when it comes to, oh, you're trying to market and you're trying to basically capitalize on these different trends. And you it's I always have like a little bit of like a difference on there where I'm like, I don't want to always do that because I don't want to become something where. I'm only sticking to those trends where it's like, I'm trying to get like you, you have those. It's, it's a bunch of flash in the pan moments where you get hot and then it burns out because you're just focusing on that trend. It's not a longevity piece where you're coming from is using it as a tool for that longevity. And I want to make that clear because what you guys did with it was, okay, you found how to make those viral moments, but you found a way to make them continuously go forward and forward. So as they continue to go, you guys can have a way to get people incentivized to come check you out off of the platform where you get those small clip viral moments, check out the entirety of that song, of that EP, of your discography, and then sink into it there. And when you brought up being an independent band, yeah, you don't have the money like some of these bigger bands do to promote this stuff through those classic channels. So you have to get creative. You have to do whatever it takes. You have to try and find something different that people aren't doing. I have to do the same thing with the podcast as well. There's things that I'm doing where it's like, you know what? This is different than what other people are doing, but this is the way I can get to the audience that I need to get to. This is the way that I can connect with them and bring them into this whole entire thing. So I have to focus in on that instead of just trying to put money into, you know, Facebook ads or Google ads or Instagram ads or whatever kind of ads, or, you know, try and, you know, push a lot of money on a viral TikTok modes and hope something hits just because it's being seen by a lot of people. But maybe the content isn't there. Maybe the context isn't there and it doesn't work. So being, you know, ingenious about it, that ingenuity and just being creative with the whole entire thing as a marketer yourself, you're seeing how it all comes into play so that when the next song comes out, you are able to hit once again on all these different places from, pe- from you know, these metal heads, of course, to start out with, but then going to, you know, cats, to dogs, to, to goat TikTok, to furries, to connect it with everybody, just <laughs> Dude, all furries, based off of that. That's what, that's what sent me, bro, was the furry TikToks. I was like, where am I? <laughs> hey, what Let's other see. band could possibly say, you know, we have gone viral on furry TikTok, and it wasn't for something that was like incredibly egregious. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was honestly like, it, it was, it was genuine. It, it was, it was the, the like the videos were like, honestly, they came off super uh, innocent. You know, <laughs> they were just funny. Yeah, they're just having fun with it, and it's when people yeah. are able to take your like your song and take that viral moment and really make it fun for themselves and create something and have that connection base in there. Again, that's where people are going to connect with it. That's how people are going to take it, and they're going to potentially want more of it. And I think one of the other big keys that I think I I would have seen other bands fail at and other bands succeed at is. When they put those songs out on TikTok, you know, maybe they put them out a little bit early or maybe they just have a small piece of it. But it's like, you know, if that pops off, if it starts to go and people jump to your Spotify, people jump to Apple Music, wherever they're going to get their music and they don't see that that song in that moment is like the full song is there. Yeah, you're missing on a major opportunity. <laughs> like I know Sleep Theory almost missed out on that too when their first song hit and they're like, 
oh shoot, we were planning on putting this out for like a mother month or two. No, no, we got to put this out now. It seems like you guys did the right. similar thing where once it hit, it's like, this might not fully be up, but we have to capitalize on this moment now. So when people jump off the platform, they can go right to that song and see and hear that viral moment in its full setting. And then when they get to the right. full setting, maybe they're going to check out another song. Maybe they're going to check out another song and now they're hooked. Right. So I decided, you know, with the band, like, um, I, I told the guys, I said, so we shouldn't tease stuff. Uh, we shouldn't tease this next song. Um, so because I obviously teased that breakdown. Thankfully, it was just on the Internet. One, the, the video we posted, it got a lot of it got a lot. A lot of people saw it, but trend didn't start yet. So thankfully, after the song was already out, the trend started. But I wouldn't make the mistake again of possibly not having that happen and having a trend start right then and there. Um, I definitely wouldn't post a, a new intense climactic part of a song unless the song's out already. Mm. You know, I learned from that, even though luckily we didn't suffer the consequences of it, mm. the possibility of that, we would have lost on a lot of insane moments. You know, people probably would have listened to our music, but they would have been bummed that that song wasn't available. Um, so a brief for me, no one's heard it at all. No one's heard a single piece of it, uh, except for, you know, couple homies and stuff and just the band mainly <laughs> um it's real we're really happy with it it's a body of work that we think is even, it's just more of a mature version of the stuff that we've been writing um obviously we got the homie tom on it he did a great job um it's there's super heavy moments of the song there's a very very beautiful moment in the song that leads into a wicked powerful chorus it's just it's pretty much everything you want in a song we kind of just stuffed in there and we're like this actually works let's stick it let's stick to it let's keep it this way and perfect time to transition that song because you said only a couple people have heard it by the time of the recording of this funny enough i'm one of them you've heard breathe for me yep well when i, right when I got on, yep, when go. it got set up i'm like okay i saw that you know the link was there i'm like well if if we're gonna be talking about a song and also with the fact that you know mr tom kiley from patient 67 is also on there and when right you brought on. up you know that people are making cat memes out of it i'm like cat memes <laughs> this is the perfect time to go into this right now <laughs> thanks know, so, tom. Right? cats and metal baby but yeah, so going into that song too, I mean, like you said, it's 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 a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more of a mature kind of feel, but it's still heavy. But compared to, you know, the the way that like the verses come and the way the chorus flows and how they're different, it kind of reminded me of I'm like, you know, with the heavier parts, I'm like, yeah, I still the for fans of, you know, Bless Fall, I'm like, this is like a heavier style from like Hollow Bodies from that album that kind of reminded me of that. But then you get to the yeah. chorus and I'm just like, okay, this is starting to feel like, you know, when you're seeing for fans of Dayseeker, you can throw Catch Your Breath in there as well. I'm like, this is where this hits, but it's a transition from one piece to the next. And also your guys' uh, chemistry with Tom at the same time as well really makes this whole entire thing just, it really stands out, man. It really does. Thanks, man. Yeah, Tom did a great job. I was really happy with his uh, feature. Like, you know, I I gave him those uh, timestamps. I said, hey, man, here's this part in the verse, verse breakdown blah 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 like etc and that's and he was just like all right mate i got you he fucking sent it over i listened to it i was stoked sent it into our producer mixed it up um and you know to me and tom like sounds it's a, i'm so i'm very happy that we don't sound similar we sound much different so it stands out you know our vocals are completely different so i'm very happy that like you can really tell that it's tom and you can really tell it's me when we're going back and forth in the verse parts 
uh, because it, it's, it just adds so much more like flavor to the song. He, he, he ripped that guest spot up. That was kicked ass. Oh, yeah. I'd say he absolutely did because when I was listening through it, especially with the verses, when it came to both of you being on that point in time and having that clear distinction between when it's you and when it's Tom, it helped out a lot when it came to, for me, the songs meaning because it kind of brought more of this duality feel to the whole entire thing where you're not getting this message of the song put together in one aspect. It's you're kind of mm-hmm. getting it because of two different vocalists, because of those two different sounds being mixed together. And, you know, you're here, and then Tom, then you, then Tom, or Tom, then you, whatever it was going for. Right. You're seeing these different messages and you're feeling them come through in a different way based on the different tonality in your in your screams and you're singing everything around there. It really worked out well to kind of bring two little ideas and two big ideas and have them in the exact same spot and contrast and compare at the exact same time. Now, did you hear a listening link or did you see the like music video thing? That we oh, had? I saw the music video thing. So you get the, all the lyrics up there and I've seen Tom yeah. and you kind of going back and right. forth yeah, at the yeah, exact yeah. same time. Fuck yeah. Now it's a cool little music video. We like threw together last minute. It was, it was sick. What always makes me laugh about, but maybe I thought the music video was like, cause I was looking at, you know, Tom's piece on it and seeing him. And I'm like, this video still makes Tom look like he's not that tall, even though I, I, and I did not know this for the longest time. Cause every time I look at a video or anything, like, I think he's small, but he's like six foot four. (laughs) I am too. I'm six four as well. (laughs) Yeah. It it looked like you're like two or three inches taller than him in the video. I'm like, what is That's this? That's funny. I think it's because they had, I think it's because I did more of like a wide shot, like far further back. Mm-hmm. So it shows a little more of like the frame, like my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't even know Tom was like six, four. I, I, I didn't know he was as tall as I am. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I really thought I- he was a little shorter too. <laughs> Uh, every everyone does but i was talking with the guys in saving vice and they're like they uh they were doing a show in florida last year and tom was there on his honeymoon with his wife knew the guys were playing a show and they they, he showed up to the show they did a guest spot with him and everything and when they went up to him they're like we were all shorter than him like we did not expect this (laughs) (laughs) that's funny so when you guys nah, get to yeah. play this song live and Tom gets to come up and do a guest spot for you, it's don't be surprised when you're standing eye to eye with him perfectly. Yeah, that I wouldn't be surprised, bro. Um, I'm really, we were, you know, what's a funny thing. I don't know if you heard about this, but we were a finalist for Blue Ridge <laughs> and they were supposed to play Blue Ridge, but they, I, I don't know the whole reason behind why they couldn't play. I think it had to do with like visas or something yeah. trying to get out there fucking horrible i feel so bad for the boys uh but we were almost gonna we almost made it you know and it would have been sick because we would have been able to debut that shit in like a week you know what i mean live in front of like all the fucking metal homies that around the whole world that come to this big ass festival but you know that's cool it's cool you know we're, we're debuting the song next uh uh in two weeks on the 8th of september um in a, at a home show, you know, in Massachusetts. So it'd be cool. But I would have loved to done that with him, you know, debut this fucking song and off the off chance, just us two being on a festival. And that, that would have been so cool. Nothing that would have been the off chance of just the fact that you'd been on the same festival. It'd been a big festival that you guys would have gotten the last spot on. And the fact that it would have been Patient 67's first ever time over in the U.S. When I saw that their whole, that it was, they couldn't play because of the whole visa issue again no one was you know ratting on him or anything because it's it's, it's, it sucks it's the way the world works and i was incredibly just like you've got to be fucking kidding me because 
yeah, I want to be out in Virginia for that. And I really, really, really wanted to see them live. And I'm just like, right. yeah, man, I, I felt super bad for those guys. And, uh, but, you know, I saw it made, it made me feel a lot better when I was, you know, scrolling through one of their posts and I saw that Blue Ridge had commented, and, you know, they said our festival is always willing to welcome you with open arms. So hopefully next year they get that spot, you know, hopefully next I year- believe they will. I think they will, but I think the one that I'm really hoping they get now is I'm not sure if you saw this from them just because this is kind of play. yeah, the cold play thing. I saw that like <laughs> and I'm looking at I the comments so. on the post and it's I know. one of like nineteen out of every twenty posts are people saying patient sixty seven. I'm like, how insane would that be? Oh, Coldplay so arena cool. and patient sixty seven open. <laughs> It'd be yeah, awesome. <laughs> It would be, that would be fucking legendary, bro. Like, honestly, like, I, it needs to happen. Like, they have such a huge, like, backing, like, on the internet, you know, like, they have these, like, crazy fans, like, and not in a bad way crazy, but they have, like, super fans, you know, people that are willing to just go on a whim at all times and just, if they say, hey, go, go freaking tag us here. You gotta open up that post in an hour and see their tag a thousand times. <laughs> it's insane their reach. It's so funny, uh, and I'm super. I'm super happy for those guys. They have a they have a really good fan base, and they're all so sweet. So I'm really happy that they're willing to do this, like a Spotify collab on this. So this will be featured on their page as well. So we'll be getting a lot of fans of theirs, and they'll be getting a lot of our fans, and we're gonna just mix Australia and the U S up, you know, let's fucking go. It's going to be, it's going to rip, man. All right. The, the fact that you guys are doing the Spotify collab on that is absolutely perfect because I do know the patient 67 fans. And I mean, they built that fan base a lot on just the positive influence, the positive connection they create online. Yeah. The fact that they literally, when it comes to, you know, you think about people, oh, we want to create this community online. We want to make it feel like a family. They're the ones that literally go above and beyond and do it. So when anything happens, people are doing it because they want to support this band due to the positivity that they bring, not only from their music, but also from their whole entire online presence to these people's lives. I mean, I'm the same way. Like, you know, I listen to music. I'm like, is it is it something I'm listening to always on the daily? Not always on the daily. I've got other bands I like to listen to more continuously. But if I see a post that they're like, you know, hey, can we get on Blue Ridge? I'm like, yep, we got to comment them. The whole entire Coldplay thing, I'm like, we got to make this happen. Dude, I know. The Coldplay thing has to happen. Like, it, that would be legendary. Like, it, it, they it, they would be playing a fucking arena if that happened. And yeah. It would be hilarious because they're so, they, it's it, it would just be like Blaz and Breakdowns and then Coldplay. <laughs> but at the same time too i'm pretty sure those guys would be in like you know in the back and all of a sudden maybe coldplay will come up and talk to me like these guys are the nicest guys i think we've ever had on a show ever and it's like well we gotta well let's help these guys out because i think it's like two nights they get we would get to do in that case so right. <laughs> come on dude yeah tom's like such a sweetheart bro so it's like honestly i feel like anyone that plays a show with with patient zero i mean not patient that's my that's my my old band patient zero my bad patient 67 um, you know, everyone's just going to love them, you know? No, absolutely. And, and I mean, just kind of thinking about, you know, now you guys have that connection there, of course, with the brand new song and there's, oh, and because that Spotify collab, you know, it's going to be featured on their page as well. 
more people can get into it, more people can be able to check out late nine at the exact same time as well. And hopefully you're going to get that viral moment once again and be able to capitalize on that and have this continuous growth so that, you know, next year when it comes to, let's use Blue Ridge as an example for next, for 2024. When it comes to that, you're not one of the bands that are trying to fight for that final spot. You're one of the bands that are reaching out to, to say, hey, we want to get you on this. Or you're one of the bands that people are consistently commenting that they're like, hey, we want to get them on this festival. Or there's other festivals too that maybe you're like, hey, people are going to try and get you on. People are going to try and make sure that the comments are there so that you continue to get there. Maybe one of the DWP ones. Maybe you're going to get on Aftershock. Maybe you're going to get on Larger Life. I want to push for Ink. I would love to play Incarcerate. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah, that would be sick. And I got so many friends out in Ohio, man. So it just it would just make so much sense. And, you know, I... I I think I think we can do it. I think that you know, in the next year, I think our growth is going to be big. And I'm really happy that we did this with with Page Sixty Seven. And I'm happy, you know, you know, we'll benefit a lot off getting a lot of, you know, having a lot of their fans see stuff. But now with our trending moment, and then it actually becoming more of an organic moment, just building a fan base of our own, they're going to get a lot of our fans. You know what I mean? So it's like we're both hand in hand helping each other out, um, and it's just like. Yeah, it's just like we're just building a, a little army together off this one song. And, you know, there's potential that I might, you know, I might end up making an appearance on a Patient 67 song at some point as well. So, you know, we've talked about it. We'll see if that ends up happening. Uh, but Tom seems pretty open to the idea. And I think it would rip. I think it would make sense. I think so. it would make. I think it would make sense because when it comes to you being on a potential Page 67 song, I mean, taking a listen back, of course, to the brand new song, Breathe For Me. When I was listening through it again, it's if you use the unclean vocals that you're going for, you know there's going to be a different tonality compared to Tom. So if you guys are going to be focusing on that, you can focus on a lot of different things. You can bring a heavier side of you can really get this raw, more aggressive sound to it. And you can bring in the, you know, a roof moment at the exact same time too. <laughs> but if you listen to breathe yeah. for me, you know, when you get to the chorus, it's, you know, it like the, like sonically in terms of your vocal, it clean, it goes a complete 180. I was not expecting to make a comparison to Chris Daughtry's vocals when I was going to listen to, when I was listening to the song through the verses, but I'm like, damn, once you get to the chorus, I'm like, this is like, you know, this reminded me of Chris Daughtry when listening to this. How, where the hell did this yeah, come yeah, from? It's like with that, it's like with that grit, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people I had listened to it. They said they were getting a lot of like Amorosa and like Johnny Craig vibes and stuff from it too. Um, I feel like any of those heavy hitting vocalists with that grit, that's what they hear. And it's funny because in a lot of the other late nine songs, like the last album, um, a lot of the, uh, you know, comparisons were more like Claudio Sanchez or Calvin Quinn from Sleeping with Sirens, like that Coheed sound and stuff. Um, but I just, we dropped down a tuning and my voice kind of fell into this like more gritty uh, and like filled out sound. And I was like, I kind of like how that sounds. I was like, I'm going to try to record a chorus like right now with this sound. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like this album's kind of calling for this like extra like attitude behind the voice. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think I'm going to stick with this. But I, I could see that. And I fucking love Chris mm-hmm. Daughtry too. So like, that's dope. I like, I like that. That's a cool comparison. It's not one you'll hear every day. You know, I think that's dope. No, it's not one you're here every day. And even when I was listening through the song right before we started, I'm like, I know that I made this connection to the chorus of like when it listen to your vocal, like what feeling did this remind me of with some other vocalist? I can't remember it, but then I remembered, wait, I wrote this down. So at least I got it there. And I'm like scrolling through, I'm like, which one was it? Chris Daughtry. Boom. That's what we thought. Yeah. 
bro. He was my like favorite person ever on American Idol. So let's go. <laughs> I think he was many people's favorite person on American Idol because he was he he was he was something that you know for us rock and metal fans like we actually yeah. could connect with that sound instead of just how it seemed like almost everybody else was where it was very like what's the best way very uh procedured very um like in this certain box that they were looking for whether it was pop or in a country style vocal you didn't really get that more like gritty or heavy more of this you know grit style rock vocal but when you had chris daughter do it and you know you then you obviously listen to their debut album the stuff that he came up with and you felt it right then and there it's like okay maybe they missed out on picking him as the winner but maybe we're glad they right. didn't because then who knows where the music would have gone had they picked him as the winner because now he'd have to sit in this certain specific slot in order to appease what American Idol was versus being able to have the freedom to go out and try whatever the heck he was going to try. And I mean, it worked out pretty dang well. (laughs) Yeah. And now he's got like a dope, like rock and roll project that he was meant for. Um, But yeah, I'm really stoked with the the whole entire, I'm I'm stoked with the whole entire, um, the whole song and everything. And it's probably my favorite chorus I've ever, you know, written myself for sure. And I'm just, I'm happy with how it is. And I hope it gets received and taken well. It's, it's a little be, different. So it, it is a little different, but of course, right when you listen to the, you know, the first verse kick in and you know, you're, you know, you're going to get those ripping parts in there. So everyone who knows the late night at this point is going to be like, oh yeah, we're into this. It's going to be just be like, okay. that. oh God. Oh yeah. Give me more. Yeah. Drink. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. It's funny. Our next song is like way different too. Like, um, you know, if I, if I get my, uh, if we, if we, uh, follow each other or something, I'll, I'll send you like the demo so you can hear it's way different. It's, uh, very poppy and definitely wicked catchy and fun, but we got like a whole crazy plan for a music video with that one. We're, we're trying to get like 600 extras. Like, yeah, we're trying to like, hopefully not get in trouble with the amount of people we'll have in public, but we're going to get a fuck ton of people for a music video. Because it's, it's just going to call for that type of moment. I'll, I'll definitely send you the song and let you check it out. And see, we'll see what you think of it. Perfect. Because I was going to say this. When it comes to the podcast, if I have you on the podcast, I'm going to follow you online. It's in on anywhere. It's It just happens. Oh, That's yeah. usually what I do. I have a method on how I do it too, where it's, yep, I'm writing out all the stuff for the description for the podcast. I have the follow, the whatever band is, so be follow late nine on online. And I'll have all the links in the labels there. And when I put those links up there for everyone else to check out, so go check them out as well. You know, they're all there. And I click follow on every single one of them too because I don't want to miss out on this. Got you, bro. We'll follow you back on it all too because I honestly, I've been watching your podcast a little bit and I, I really like it. Good vibes. I love your energy, dude. I knew coming in here, I was going to be like, all right, this ain't going to be awkward. This is going to be cool. We're going to vibe out. Oh, That's yeah. what we're doing. And we de- we definitely did. And I mean, when it comes to, you know, the release of Breathe For Me, of course, by the time this episode releases, that song's going to already be out just based on, you know, timing and everything. However, what the curious thing for me is going to be is, you know, watching what you guys do with this song, especially when it comes to trying to hit on some of those viral moments once again, to and then not only hit on them, but to continue that longevity like you guys had with Repeated Apology. See what happens with the Page 67 fans, seeing how that crossover happens, and then yeah. continue to see what happens in terms of how does the band grow and... And when that next song comes out with a 600 <laughs> extra people video, jeez, dude, it's gonna be fucked. Like I'm, I'm literally pushing so hard to just get like a crazy amount of people. Like I just want so, 
I don't want them to dress any way. I want them to come and just be themselves. Like we're talking like super party vibe, but like PG, not some rated R shit. Like we're going to like make it like fun. Like we're going to be like, I don't know where it's going to take place, but it's going to be sick. Like no, no crazy shit because it's not kind of what the song calls for. Uh, it just calls for everyone having a blast and really enjoying the song. And just, I was thinking like crowd of people were like walking with us up in front, but there's like so much people that within this crowd walking, there's people fucking being crowd surfed and shit. Like I'm thinking that type of shit, just like super insane, like unexpected vibes is what I want. <laughs> but you're going to have the furry show up too, to be a part of this video. Bro, they can pull up. Fuck it. Everyone's <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Hell yeah. I wish I could be a part of that video, but I'm pretty sure you're, when you're going to be filming it, I'm going to be nowhere near where you guys are around. So I'm. <laughs> where are you at? Where are you based at? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, damn. Yeah. We're up in Boston. So, or, or is that down? You're, oh. you're, you're, you're to the right of me. That's the, <laughs> you're east right. of me. That's Dude, all I, I know. Can't, it's... I, can't, I can't think of the, the map. And... It's, it's going to be close <laughs> I enough where I can. Over here. <laughs> I, oh, it's it's right. close enough in terms of like um you know uh, north or south where it's like you know what you guys are just east we're west of you that's how it is right yeah <laughs> you got, you guys get the cold you guys get the snow it happens yeah we do for sure um but it's been super fucking hot recently man damn bro oh, I know and I'll let you go cool down by closing out this so as we bring this podcast conclusion one thing I like to do is give you Cal a chance, say whatever you want to say, plug, run a plug, promo, run a promo at the end of the podcast. So my friend, the floor is yours. All right. So yeah, I mean, you know, if you guys are watching this, make sure you guys go check out late nine on Instagram, TikTok, uh, for updates on show dates and song releases. Um, we do like cool, like quotes of the day here and there, you know, to try to bring some positivity to the, uh, to your day. Uh, make sure you guys Go follow us on Spotify um, and follow our Apple Music. You know, follow our record label, Ghost Killer Entertainment, as well uh, to keep up with lots of dope releases from not just us, but from a lot of other bands that we love and support as well. Um, but it's been a great time being here. And, yeah, we appreciate you all. And, uh, yeah, keep on uh, keeping on. We love you. Keep on keeping on. I was time for this podcast with three things. So as Kyle just said, you know, we, they got Brief Me that's going to be out by the time this episode releases. And you want to stay in touch with everything they got. So description of the podcast below where it says find late night in line. Links and labels for everything. I'm doing all the hard work for you. Have to do is click the link. Go follow me on, you know, Instagram, TikTok, and go make a video for yourself using one of their songs. Be a part of those viral moments and let's help them out. Have some fun with it because why not? He's fun. Now it's time for number two. Now, Cal, whenever I've guessed in the podcast, so I enjoy the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise that says, one, thank you for being on the, taking your time, being on the podcast. I appreciate it. And two, I wish to continue to support the band any way I can. If I'm not able to make it out for that music video and be a part of the 600 people crowd surfing in public, that's a shame. <laughs> so I'll make this promise. It's not an if, it's a when. When I get to see perform live for the first time, I'm going to do my best Liam Neeson impersonation as I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. And I will say hi. And first round's on me. <laughs> let's fucking go dude yeah i would love that I, I, anytime we're playing in your area love to hang out man it would be sick hell yeah we'll make it happen so now we end this podcast with my third thing where i cannot say goodbye on this one that is way too final way too you know whatever it is i don't like that because again i made the promise to you and i'd love to talk to you again on the podcast in the future plus gotta hang out with yeah. you, man gotta have that first round once again so and i gotta see you perform live so this ain't goodbye this is i'll see you later
I'll see you later too, brother. Much love. Well, folks, that was our interview with Kyle from the band Late Nine, and now it's time for Kevin's final thoughts. So I could end up going into the idea that I had for this one, and the main idea was going to be around the TikTok thing, but we did that with Sleep Theory. So we're going to go a little bit of a different direction. When we had found out that you know Kyle had gone up on stage with Motionless and White during their tour with um, In This Moment, Fit for King, From Ashes to New, and got to perform Slaughterhouse covering Brian Garris's parts, I thought that was one of the coolest things and I want to talk about it and knowing that when it came to Kyle specifically how he did it when it came to covering a lot of songs for himself and to get the band more notoriety for late nine on TikTok by doing it himself, getting the response from Chris Moshless and getting invited to do it. I mean, his 13, 15 year old self had to be just dying on the inside. Like, I can't believe this is finally happening. It's one of those cool moments that you're never, ever going to forget. And it's something that really puts life into perspective a little bit more for me too, because I'm thinking about, you know, I've had these crazy cool moments too, that I can look back on and you think about, Hey, you know, when life gets tough or when, you know, work the podcast gets tough, what's one thing that can keep me going, that can keep me positive. And one of those things can always be taking a look at those bright moments. And I think about a couple of, I think about, you know, all the different bands I've been uh, able to meet. I think about the, uh, I think about Jonathan Norris from kingdom collapse, always saying what's up, Kev, every time I get to go see a show, like, and I mean, during the set, like he's singing, he'll say, what's up, Kevin. It's really cool. Um, being able to hang out with the guys in caskets and holding absence in 2022 on their bus with a case of beer. Um, when Benny from Avoid literally said this song is dedicated to the Core Progression podcast, like moments like that, I'd be looking back when I first heard, like, yeah, I never thought this was gonna happen, but it's so cool to know that that I get to like, you know, that this stuff happens. And it's the same thing with like, you know, with Kyle too. If things are not going well, he can always go back to that moment, rewatch that whole entire video and remember how cool it was. If in your life as well, you can kind of do the exact same thing. Take a look at the moments where you're like, I can't believe that actually happened and use that as motivation to kind of pull yourself out of a rut. I know it's not the easiest thing to do. I'm kind of in a little bit of a rut myself right now, but you know what? Dang, it's still good to be around. Not going to lie. And those moments make it happen. So I want to thank Kyle for being on the podcast. When it comes to Late Nine, find along on social media. Go link strip to the podcast. Everything is right there for you. Social media, YouTube, um, where you can stream their music, where you can support them, where they're going to be playing live, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you also follow along with the Core Progression Podcast. We have our social media links down there for you as well. Make sure you like this episode, like the video if you're on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button right over here if you're on YouTube or anywhere on Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. New episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. If you're on YouTube, you get the Friday reaction videos and clips throughout the week. So make sure you go and check us out there if you're not there. But if already... Thank you very, very, very much. I appreciate it. Also, I want to thank Phoenix Fitness for sponsoring this podcast. Remember, 20% off. Use the code DVP20 at FNX. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you, Kyle, once again. Cannot wait to see how this band continues to grow. On that note, that's you, guys. Thank you for watching, listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. He's up with a big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all. Yeah.